Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fam with Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journeys Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some headlines, so stay with us until the end for excess baggage. Are you just dog tired at this point, Teresa? I'm trying not to think about it because if I think about it, then the answer will be yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a really long journey back from Amman um, or from Amman back home to Tampa. Mm-hmm. So I just at a certain point was on autopilot. I was just going through the motions of the airport. There were inconveniences and annoyances that would typically, you know, have me just huffing and puffing like mentally. <laughs> But I just did not care at that point. I was just like, just get me home. Um, So I, but even though the journey was so long, I feel like the actual fam experience was 100% worth it. It was was magical. It was such an amazing experience to combine, you know, sightseeing in Jordan with like going to Petra and Wadi Rum with uh, visiting one of the women's cooperatives in uh, in the area. It was like right outside Amman in one of the suburbs. And it used to be a project under Treadright, which is the nonprofit associated with the Travel Corps. Mm-hmm. And they had funded that initiative, but they their goal was to make it sustainable so that they would no longer have to fund it. And so now they no longer fund it. It is self-sustaining, um, but... TTC still brings their guests there just to see, you know, the women, um, you know, creating these crafts, this art, just so they can sustain themselves and their children. So it helps them with education. It helps them make an income. So all in all, like it was such a great, uh, great way for us to see what sustainable travel could look like. And the Mm -hmm. fact that like they're no longer, um, funded by Treadright is a great story because it just shows how successful they are. Yeah, that's a great success story. Absolutely. Yeah. And we went to have dinner with a local family in Jordan. I just learned so much about like the culture, the people, and the people are so friendly there in Jordan. Like, I, it was just a really wonderful time. And it makes me think about destinations that are not well known or that are not requested as much. Um, compared to places like Italy, for example, or like the big name bucket list trips. And one of the things that you can do to be more sustainable is to travel to areas that don't have high tourism, but that do have tourism infrastructure in there. And Jordan's one of those places. And so to me, it was very eye-opening. And I'm thinking about where else can I go that is not so... Uh, that that's not suffering from over tourism. Where can we go and yeah. give our tourism dollars? So I like I I just my brain was going a mile a million miles an hour, you know, just trying to figure out a way where I can position these destinations for my audience to really rethink places that they want to travel to. I love that. You know what else I love? What we're gonna be together tomorrow. Oh yay! I am so. <laughs> excited. Like I can't even, um, that's one of the things that's getting me through this is knowing that (laughs) 
<laughs> get to see you soon. I'm gonna we get to see you break soon. your ribs tomorrow. And okay, I'll I'll prepare for that. <laughs> so tomorrow we'll be together in the lovely Port Canaveral because our host agency is hosting a think tank for the Platinum Agents, which I'm excited about. Where we all get together to discuss best practices and share our feedback with our host who uh, TPI is always so receptive and wonderful about making sure that we are heard. And, and then the next day we're getting on the Norwegian Prima and having our conference. So I'm ready to do a lot of peopling. And remind us um, when the meetup is for travel biz boss. Oh, okay. So first of all, I want to make sure you know that if you see Teresa and or myself, please come and say hello for sure. We definitely want to hang out. Um, (laughs) And then I am having a little travel biz boss meetup in the local on Monday at five. So that was like the hole in the schedule that I could find after the trade shows are done um, where have a pre dinner drink with me. I'd love to meet you and get to know you a little bit better. Might be a little bit hectic, but I would love to lay eyes on everyone and shake hands with everyone possible. Most likely it's going to be a hug versus a shake hugger. Situation. But I will ask you if you're a <laughs> hugger. I will not force myself on you because I do not mess around with hugs. It is a full body situation. I am not one of those like a tap, tap, tap hugger. Um, so I will, I will check. If you're not a hugger, don't worry. I'm not going to... I'm not going to grab you into my bear hug if that's not (laughs) what you're into. (laughs) Well, before we jump into our discussion this week, we want to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to TravMarketMedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. So I don't know if you know this, but we are in the holiday season. What? And... Uh, last night I finally put up my tree, which is insane because my tree is usually up in October. That's super late. Yeah. So for me, I was stressing so much about not having my tree up. So even though I was so tired, I'm like, I need to get the tree up because I am just going, if I don't have it up before we go on the Prima, I'm not going to have a good time because that's all (laughs) like, that's forefront of my mind. Yes. You laugh, but I'm not joking. So. It's just me obsessing. I need my tree up. I need my tree up. I need my tree. <laughs> you want to know what I was thinking about in Jordan? <laughs> I wanted to get it up before Jordan, but it just did not happen. So um, that means I'm just going to leave my tree up until June. Works for oh, me. Yeah. Um, fair is fair. So this article, the first one that we have is from Travel Pulse, and it talks about how a majority of Americans are considered gifting travel this winter. And I know every year around the holiday time, you know, a lot of us might market and let our audience know to consider, you know, gifting experiences versus things. So in this article, um, there's a Forbes advisor survey that asked 2000 Americans who had travel rewards credit cards about giving the gift of travel to their loved ones this winter. The survey found that 53% of Americans would consider sharing their credit card travel rewards, such as airline loyalty miles or hotel points with someone else as a holiday gift, either by redeeming them or otherwise, while 56% have thought about gifting a travel related gift for the holidays. Um, do you and Gio give each other actual gifts at Christmas? Um, I feel 
like I, we do, but it's not like on Christmas day, it's around the Christmas time. Yeah. And it really depends on the year. So he'll gift things to me that are things and I'll gift things to him that are experiences. So it's a good mix. And it's kind of tricky because our anniversary is January 3rd. So it's very close to the holidays. So I'm not sad about combining gifts. I'm not the type of person who's like, you need to give me a birthday gift and a Christmas gift and an anniversary gift because our birthdays are all in the fall. There's Christmas and then there's anniversary. So if I'm gifting something really big, I'm like, it's for everything, like all the gifts for everything. And I don't mind the same thing, like if he does it, vice versa. Yeah. What about you and Tracy? Uh, We, we stopped a while back and man, I love it because, well, first of all, she is such a thoughtful gift giver that I can never compete. It is, I always end up looking like a total a-hole because she'll give me the most amazing, thoughtful gift and I will give her the most basic gifts. So uh, in order to preserve my pride, I <laughs> put a stop to the gift giving, <laughs> and we we prefer to do to plan travel and experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, a it really lot takes of a lot of the too. pressure off. Yeah. I really, it, it's so freeing. So definitely experiences over things. We don't really need anything at this point in our lives. If we do want it, we we buy it for each other just randomly. Mm-hmm. So. It just you know what really helps if people are listening, they're still giving gifts and they're not sure what has really helped is looking at Enneagrams. Mm. So on Instagram, I follow a lot of Enneagram accounts and I know Gio's a one, I'm a three. So I'll look at ones and I'll, I'll kind of browse through and see, you know, what is a gift that he, he might appreciate. And then I'll like think from that point on, it helps me brainstorm. Or I know that my sister's a two and I'm like, okay, what do twos like? So it's kind of a, a brainstorming Smart. tool that I use. Yeah. Love it. Well, 88% of respondents said they'd enjoy receiving a travel-related gift. Duh. Among the travel-related gifts within the poll, plane tickets are the most desired. While the next popular gifts were hotel stays, cash, a cruise, travel-related gift cards, and exclusive travel experience and a rental car. That seems like an odd one to me, but Hey, you never know. You never know. Um, a poll found that travelers would mostly give these travel, travel related gifts to their spouses, children, or parents at 70%. Only about 12% would consider giving something travel related to their friends. Um, younger travelers aged 18 to 25 are the most likely to consider gifting rewards or points as a gift at 64%, while the second highest group of tra- group are travelers aged 42 to 57 at 55%. Yeah, they're saying this may be due to the fact that younger travelers are more tech savvy, more experience oriented, and they have tapped into travel rewards programs as a way not to, to not only benefit themselves, but also redeem fun experiences for their friends and family. Whereas the older generation has had time to accrue more points and they're like the precious. but they're saying uh, they've had time to accrue more points than they need to redeem. So they can choose to help out their child with future travel expenses or gift their parents a fun vacation experience. It looks like they linked a little holiday gift guide to spark some inspiration in this. You know, last 
I'll have to check that out. Um, last December, that I, now that I think about it, I gifted my sister a travel experience. Um, and I was just like, this is your birthday gift and your Christmas gift. <laughs> I was wanting to take her for a spa day. Um, and so we just could not get uh, a time for us to get together at the same time as she lives up in Jacksonville. So I was flying out of JFK uh, to go over to Lisbon, but my flight didn't leave until nine or 10 o'clock that night. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I know this sounds crazy, but do you want to fly to JFK and do like a full day New York City at Christmas time experience? And she's like, yes. So we did that instead of doing the spa day. So I flew her from Jacksonville up to JFK and then back down. And then I booked a guide from Tours by Locals. And we just spent the entire day because I'm like, we only have a day. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try and navigate this myself. I want to see all the sites. I want to see, you know, I'd be as efficient as possible. So met him at Grand Central Station and we just had the best day. And then we both went to the airport. She flew home and then I took my flight to Lisbon. So that's really fun, really fun experience. I love that. And she loves quality time. So that's her love language. (laughs) Oh, Perfect. Nailed it. (laughs) Our next article is from Travel Market Report, and it is called Inclusive Marketing, a Conscious Approach in Travel. And I'm so glad you grabbed this article because somehow I missed it. Um, But it says the desire to travel is universal regardless of age, race, ethnicity, gender, religion, background, and sexual orientation. In the current social climate, more and more travelers are holding travel brands accountable by requesting inclusive and diverse advertising and marketing content. While there is still more work to do, some travel providers are starting to embrace more inclusive practices to drive home the message that travel is for everyone. And I think... Seeing, you know, we always talk about painting the mm-hmm. picture for people, having them imagine themselves in the destination, painting the experience, getting them to visualize. And that is a lot easier to do when you can see yourself reflected in the advertising. A hundred percent. Yes. And I feel like this is a conversation that I'm happy to see happening now, because when I first started in the industry for the first couple of years, It was a topic, but it was more of an afterthought versus a priority. And I would go to these lunch and learns or supplier events and they would show, you know, their presentation. And, you know, it's like for me personally, I rarely see myself represented, you know, as a child Mm -hmm. growing up. And I know that's the case for a lot of minorities. You, You don't really see yourself represented. But there were certain instances where I'm just like, this is too much, you know, who is on their marketing team, they need to include more diversity. And I remember a specific one that was talking about, you know, safaris and travel in the various countries in Africa for that kind of experience. And there, there wasn't any diversity in their marketing pieces. And I'm just like, so what about clients that I have who don't look like the models in their photos? You know, they they don't feel like that's the kind of experience for them. Yep. So it's definitely great that this is a conversation now. And uh, I I don't know if I talked about this back in March when I went on the Alma Waterways uh, Tulip Time fam. And Jasmine with Alma Waterways was on that trip along with a few other advisors. And part of their goal was to capture more diverse 
uh, guests on board so that they feel more comfortable going on an experience like that. Because we see stats of, you know, the amount of money, you know, black travelers spend, Asian travelers spend, uh, Hispanic travelers spend, like we see those numbers and we've talked about those numbers before. And it's crazy that these marketing pieces, it's taken so long to incorporate those travelers into their literature, right. into their marketing pieces. Right. And, you know, obviously there's a social side to this that we like to see change, but as a business strategy, mm -hmm. these all types of people spend money on travel. And if you mm -hmm. want to make the most possible profit, you need to be speaking to all types of people. So just strictly from a money standpoint, it is mm -hmm. smarter to help all of your clients see themselves in a destination on a, on a river cruise in, you know, like if we, especially when we're talking about luxury travel, we're only right. picturing certain types of people. You're really missing out on helping people envision themselves in those situations and being willing to spend money on those situations. Right. And I think part of our role as advisors, if you think that this is a problem with the suppliers you work with, or you want to see some kind of change, I think it's important for us to actually bring it up and yep. have more of us bring it up that this is what we need and this is what we want. And I remember at that particular lunch and learn, I brought it up to the BDM like privately and he didn't think it was a problem. Like I told him like, Hey, you know, this is what I've noticed. And I just want to bring it up to you that maybe this is something that, um, you know, you could consider and talk with your marketing team about. And he was like, really, I didn't really see diversity as an issue in. So, you know, that was what that was back then. And so I think if more of us bring up the fact that we need more diverse imagery videos, this is something that could change much, much more quickly in the industry. Yep. And you brought up before we got started. So I am a member of the Travel Agent Collective. I think you are mm -hmm. too, right? I am as well. Yes. Which is um, Nikita's marketing I call it a huge head start. There's like a lot of done for you stuff in there. Yeah. Something that's tricky is finding stock photos with different types of people reflected. So mm -hmm. a lot of times I think that people are, are just limited by the tools available to them. Right. right so you're, right. you're trying to put some people in your marketing and that's all you can find is certain mm -hmm. type of people. Um, but Nikita does a really good job of making sure that there's good stock photography in her, in her library that reflects a lot of different types of people. Um, so that's super helpful, and very affordable program that she has as a monthly membership. And you have access to all sorts of captions and real mm -hmm. templates and all this stuff. But, but also just, she does a great job, like you said, about um, including everyone in those photos. And in this article, it specifically mentions Delta Vacations and mm -hmm. they say that in their image library, in their marketing library, they do have a lot of variety in terms of, of representation. So if you use Delta Vacations or you just want to go take a look, that could be something that is worth your time. Um, they say that in aiming to be a more inclusive brand, you want to focus on four key areas. Promoting a sense of belonging by promoting the diversity of their employees, travel advisors, and travelers. Intentionally celebrating, connecting with, and supporting the diverse communities they serve to strengthen 
in their internal and external DEI culture. Oh, I'm sorry, this is specific, specifically related to Delta Vacations. I was generalizing. Um, educating, inspiring, and empowering travelers from all communities by encouraging equitable travel experiences, promoting equitable travel experiences by educating, inspiring, and empowering travelers from all communities, and becoming amb ambassadors for inclusivity within the travel industry by promoting and partnering with like-minded organizations to inspire long-lasting social change within our industry. It's just good business, period. It's just good, mm -hmm. smart business. Last article on our list is specific to what solo travelers want and how to book it. And I know um, a lot of advisors I talk to and on the Facebook groups, people are often mentioning, you know, I have a solo female traveler, I have a solo male traveler, and they want to do XYZ, what's the best company to do it, I really don't know how to manage it. And a lot of times, it's unfortunate, but you have like single supplements or solo travelers are basically punished for traveling on their own. Mm -hmm. um, certain brands will have a way single supplement or they'll say, we will pair you up with another single traveler, you know, and be roommates. But this article specifically talks about how you can um, figure out what solo travelers want and the best way to book them on that experience. Um, so as travel has rebounded after the difficult years of lockdown that we all experienced, the solo travel niche in particular has ramped up and solo travelers are booking travel again with excitement. Furthermore, lucrative bucket list trips are a top priority for them. It's like what we keep talking about, uh, this whole YOLO attitude since 2020. Solo travelers, I think, are at this point, like, I'm not waiting around for people to go with me. I'm going to go Absolutely. do what I want to do. And we need to be cashing in on that, <laughs> to put it crudely. <laughs> yes. And that's what one of the um, people being interviewed here has said. Singles are no longer waiting to find a companion to travel with. They're going by themselves and booking more since travel opened up after COVID. And it says here, uh, when we ask solo travel experts what solo travelers most want in their travel experiences, um, one of the responses was solo travelers are no different in wanting the same experiences with a few differences, including security, safety, and the ability to connect and meet others who are passionate about travel. Um, they also mentioned that solo travelers are ready to take the plunge with or without friends, and they are more flexible in how they travel, and they are really committed to completing their bucket lists. Um, they're seeing a huge increase in expedition travel via cruise to remote areas and expedition travel that offers true experiential opportunities. So a couple of the destinations, Galapagos, Antarctica, um, and cruises seem to be one of the more popular travel experiences for solos. Cruises are like, it's so easy to meet people and there's safety in numbers. And, mm -hmm. but you can also just go retire to your cabin and be alone if you want. It really offers a lot of flexibility and there's a lot of, um, and I, the article mentions this, there's different groups and things that are focusing mm -hmm. on stuff like this too. Like El Camino is one of the companies that pops into mind that is kind of the same where it's an opportunity to meet other people, but, you're having that safety in numbers. Um, and they also mentioned the single supplement here and how that could be prohibitive in terms of cost. But they also mentioned certain travel vendors, especially cruise lines, who are becoming more interested in appealing to the segment of the market by offering sale dates, often in the shoulder seasons, with a reduced single supplement. And I feel like we've seen that in the industry. I know um, there are a few cruise lines 
with specific sailings where there's no single supplement. So with solo travelers, they tend to be a bit more flexible. So it's something that you could definitely offer to them. Well, and a few years ago, a couple of the cruise lines started rolling out these special specifically made for solo traveler cabins. But I have to say the price difference really is not that Mm -hmm. big compared to a single supplement there. There's, you know, it's a little bit more affordable, but I think they could do better. Yes. And I remember seeing a flyer at a conference and it was for, I think it was like Riviera River Cruises and they had specific sailings where uh, it was, there was no single supplement at all. So you could get your own room. And I was like, that would be so nice. Even if I was traveling with someone, I could pay the same price for myself and get my own room and they can get their own room. I would totally do that. Well, that's the thing when I, when I'm explaining, cause you know, people get upset about it and I'm like, well, you know, they have a revenue threshold they need to meet and mm-hmm. say you are traveling with your friend and it costs you the same, then you would take up two rooms and each right. have your own bathroom, you know, and that's just not how they set up the revenue. Mm-hmm. So right. it stinks, but like it does make sense. Right, right. Um, and like you mentioned, there are certain groups that are specifically uh targeting singles, whether that's like um, being able to connect them with like-minded travelers. Yeah, there's a singles event club that just focuses on singles. They mentioned that um, the bonding that takes place amongst their group on every trip is amazing. Excuse me. They all share dinner together every evening and members of the group find other people in the group that they want to do the excursions that they're interested in doing. They say that they enjoy traveling with a group because it's less stressful than traveling with a friend who might wish to dine at a different time, prefer different excursions, etc. I I have often said I do enjoy taking solo trips once in a while. It can't be too long because you just you know I start to get lonely, but I really find value in taking a trip where I do not I do what I want when I want how I want to do it, and I never have to consider anyone else's feelings. So it's like you bring, especially when it's like someone you love very much and you care so much about their experience Mm -hmm. and you get stressed out because are they having a good time? And is this what they want to be doing? And what if what they want to do isn't what you want to do? And it just, Mm -hmm. so even as someone who is surrounded by other travel lovers and people that I love, that I love to travel with, I still see the value in the occasional solo trip to just do my thing. It was a solo trip in New Zealand that actually you know, brought me into the industry in terms of like planting that seed. And at that time I had just graduated with my master's. I was staying in hostel. So definitely not the experience that I would do again at the age I am now, but it was so life-changing to be able to, to travel on my own. And New Zealand is really safe um, in terms of a travel destination. And so you meet other solo travelers and because you're in a hostel in that kind of community environment, I feel like I became BFFs with people. And then I knew that I would never see them again. And on one hand, that was kind of sad because you really do connect with others. But on the other hand, it's like there's no pressure. There's really no pressure to, you know, be closed off. And so, you know, it could be a life changing experience for someone to go on their own and discover things about themselves that they're like, oh, I didn't know I could do that. I didn't know I had the courage or, you know, all, all of these things. I, you just 
sparked a memory in me. I went on a fam. I do not like the ocean. Sharks are like my biggest fear. My dad made me watch Jaws too many times when I was a little kid, like terrified of all. I've been stung by a stingray before, but I was on a fam trip and it was with a bunch of strangers and I swam with sharks and stingrays. Like I would never would have done that if I was Mm -hmm. with the people that I normally travel with in my comfort zone. But I was like, this is an opportunity doesn't matter if I look stupid. I don't know anybody. And I just went for it. And nobody could believe it when I got home. But luckily, I had a photograph of me holding a big stingray. So there was no denying it. <laughs> but well, I you'll be amazed like, what you'll do when you're out of your normal... Yeah, comfort zone. And yes. the normal people that you're with. I will say in response to what you had mentioned um, about feeling like you're worried about other people and whether or not they're having fun. I Mm -hmm. feel like I get that way too, because we're both people pleasers and we just want to make sure everyone else is having fun. And I, I've been working on this where I tell myself it's not a problem unless they tell me it's a problem. So Mm -hmm. I feel like I fill in whether or not they're having fun in my head. And then I stress myself out. So until they like mention Something I'm like, it's not a problem. Like, it's not a problem for that. And I have been standing up for myself and doing things that I want to do versus, hey, what do you guys want to do? I'm like, no, 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 I want to do this. And we're going to do this unless you guys have a strong opinion on it. Well, when I travel with friend groups, which happens a lot or other TAs, Mm -hmm. I'm always like, let's just get out of the way up front. Everyone should do the things that are important them to do. And we don't have to do everything together. Mm -hmm. Like, Nobody should just go along to get along and then not get the experience that they invested resources to get. Um, So, and also like speak up, speak up for yourself. Don't be passive because then Mm -hmm. you're just going to be resentful later. So yeah, that's the rules when I'm traveling with a group and I always have to make it clear too. like, I'm going to have to work on this trip. So there's going to be times, you know, that I can't go out, but Mm -hmm. Well, they put some tips in here. It says, uh, for travel advisors interested in developing a solo travel specialty, the experts we interviewed offered these tips. Understand that the qualifying process is the same, whether the travelers are a couple, solo, or a family, except solos need more hand-holding. Be available to answer questions. Give them your cell number. Know that a confident solo traveler is a happy traveler. Offer two or more travel options so the solo traveler can really make their own decision. Assure solo travelers they'll be taken care of. Arrange transfer drivers to meet them at the airport. Take them to their hotel or ship. Remind them that it's easy to meet people, make new friends, dine together, and take shore excursions together with other guests on cruises. Talk in advance about emergency plans. Let them know if their flight is delayed, the airline will put them on the next flight. Provide the phone number of the transfer company just in case they can't find each other. Remind them to behave as they would at home, such as if they don't feel safe walking out alone at night at home, avoid that when traveling as well. And I think in, in um, just to touch on this point, I always send out something like what to do when email to my travelers, mm-hmm. just so whether they're solo or traveling together, it's just like, if this happens, do this. If this happens, do this. Yep. Yep. And I want to set, set them up for success. And I want to set myself up to not be stressed when things don't go according to plan. So it's more of a selfish thing for myself versus like helping them out. Like I don't want to get a phone call if it's something that would be better taken care of by the client 
in destination, whether that's like a delayed flight, it'd be best for you to go to the desk and be like, Hey, yeah, get that fixed. Or finding a transfer driver, don't call me, like call the number of the oh, transfer driver. driver. Yeah. Yes. Um, always suggest that solo travelers buy travel insurance. Uh, choose a few vendors as your preferred travel partners. Uh, they will come to know the type of travel you book. Regional sales managers will appreciate the repeat business and extend any additional perks they are able to offer. Mm-hmm. And Get out there and experience the travel that you book for clients so you can provide them with first-hand knowledge. Or short of taking the actual trips, read all you can and connect with your preferred vendors to help train and support you. And YouTube. Also, I wanted to go back to when you always suggest that solo travelers buy travel insurance. That is another layer of an emergency phone number Mm -hmm. that they have 24-7 that you can tell them, like, if you can't get me, call this number or, you know give them the hierarchy, but mm-hmm. one more extra layer of phone numbers. <laughs> yes. That's not mine. <laughs> yeah. All right. Are we ready for some excess baggage? Oh yeah. Let's hope my voice will hold up on top of my pronunciation flubs. The voice is being tricky today. <laughs> All right. It's time for excess baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory. So you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Market Report, one international destination is trending higher for Americans traveling this holiday season. London, for the first time since the survey's inception in 2015, when it was ranked the number one international destination for U.S. holiday travelers, ranked third in this year's survey, which shows that the appetite for European travel is still high amongst Americans. They also report that Disney Cruise Line will sail to the Bahamas, Caribbean, and Mexico in early 2024, departing from two home ports in Florida, Port Canaveral and Port Everglades, as well as from Texas, Louisiana, and California. Bookings open on December 15th. Travel Pulse reports that new data from the United States government found that air travel service complaints dropped 15.6% from August to September, but the overall numbers remain 380% above pre-pandemic levels in September 2019. Another one from them says that NCL and Princess recently announced that it would cost more to travel on their ships in 2023. An article from Travel Weekly says that American Queen Voyages will pay travel advisors on previously non-commissionable fares when the company debuts more inclusive fares in 2023. They also report that Virgin Voyages has taken delivery of the Resilient Lady, growing its fleet to three ships with another ship on the way next year. According to Travel Agent Central, the requirement for real IDs will not go into effect for another two years. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security says enforcement of the real ID will not begin until May 7, 2025, two full years after the previously set date of May 3rd, 2023. In the interim, this means that people traveling domestically within the United States can continue to use their existing form of identification. Another one from them says that Hyatt Hotels has announced the launch of Secrets Impression Resorts and Spas as it continues to expand its luxury, all-inclusive portfolio. The adults-only brand will treat guests to getaways complemented by curated romantic ambiance, gourmet dining, high-end design, and heightened heightened level of service as part of its endless privileges concept. The first resort to feature this new line is the recently opened Secrets Impression. Moshe is what it sounds. I've tried to go on YouTube to see how, because all I see is Secrets Mochi. (laughs) That's not correct. (laughs) And if I go at it from the Spanish that I've learned, Moche 
seems about right in Mexico. Anywho, and our high note today is from afar. Croatia joined Schengen, Europe's free travel zone. As of January 1st, 2023, you'll no longer need to go through passport control when traveling between Croatia and 26 other European countries. And that's it for excess baggage. Just a reminder that all the articles we referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news. We're just sharing it. Also, if you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. Don't forget, guys, on the Prima, if you are there, you see us. Time to party. Pop us and say hello. (laughs) I mean, if you have any questions, comments, ask us in person. Tell us in person if we see you there. Um, but if you will not be there, you can feel free to shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tin lounge.com. See you next week. See you all again soon. Oh, next week. Maybe not next week. We don't know if we're going to record or not. It will depend on the Wi-Fi. So you may not see us next week, but maybe we, you will. TBD. Yeah. (laughs) TBD. Bye. Bye.